Listen all month as ReachMD XM157 explores The Great Debate, a special series discussing the future of public health policy in America. It's estimated that 40 to 50 incidents of harm occur for every 100 hospital admissions. What can we do to lower these horrifying statistics? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to this special ReachMD Public Policy Healthcare Report. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients through repurposing current therapies for new uses. And my guest is Joe McCannon, Vice President, Campaign Manager for the Institute of Healthcare Improvement, headquartered in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Joe and I are discussing the IHI's 5 Million Lives campaign, which comes on the heels of a very successful 100,000 Lives campaign that just ended. Joe, welcome to Reach MD. Thanks so much for having me, Bruce. It's great to be here. Joe, tell us about the IHI. When did it start? What's its mission? How big is the organization? The IHI is a nonprofit organization. It's about 100 people strong, based in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And our mission, we started in 1991, and, and our mission is to transform the quality of, of health and healthcare worldwide. That sounds kind of grandiose and, and probably a bit vague, too. To make it more specific, what we're trying to do is to close the gap between the healthcare that's currently provided in the U.S. and abroad and the healthcare that we know is possible based on the evidence base. So where we know best practices exist, we like to try to harvest them and spread them as broadly and rapidly as we can. It's a pity when we've innovated or, or discovered a new best practice and it's been published, and yet it's, it's not part of the patient experience of thousands, millions of patients around the world. So tell us what the term medical harm really means. Can you describe that for us? Medical harm, as we define it, is unintended physical injury resulting from or contributed to by medical care that requires additional monitoring, treatment, or hospitalization, or that results in death. So a simple way to say that is that we're looking at incidents that occur in the hospital setting or in the healthcare setting that come as a result of the medical care processes. We're not suggesting at all that, that this is to do with the intent of healthcare providers, but simply that they're operating in very complex, sometimes chaotic systems that will result in harm to patients. And the types of harm we're talking about are medication errors or infections or surgical complications. We are not making a distinction between harm that is preventable or non-preventable. So there is some harm that, that happens as a byproduct of care that might currently be characterized as non-preventable. You might think, for instance, of side effects associated with certain chemotherapies. But we know that, that those forms of harm can actually, over time, be reduced. And, and so our goal is to, to take a progressive view and to say that whether a form of harm is currently considered non-preventable, we're still going to try to go after all of the harm that's out there in the healthcare system. We know that harm shouldn't be a byproduct of care. What are some of the patient harm statistics that you're able to gather and where do they come from? Our major statistic, which you shared in your intro, is that we estimate that there are anywhere from 40 to 50 incidents of patient harm per 100 hospital admissions, which rolls up to an estimate of about 15 million incidents of patient harm per year in U.S. hospitals. Now, those are data that are based on our own intensive retrospective chart review in several large facilities, so we're, we're extrapolating based on that sample set. But those are data that are also corroborated by other studies that have happened in the 90s and the, the early 2000s as well. These are studies that show that irrespective of your definition of medical harm, there's a lot of harm that occurs in the, the healthcare facility that the primary causes seem to be medication error, infection, and surgical complication. I think if you were to, to draw a Pareto diagram of the 
major sources of harm. Those are the those are the three that you'd find. But there are other types of harm as well, things like pressure ulcers that we know are very very prevalent and very very painful and in some cases harmful to the to the point of death. So we're going to talk about the five million lives campaign in a second. But first, tell us about the very successful hundred thousand lives campaign that concluded in two thousand and six. The hundred thousand lives campaign was the first national effort of the Institute for Healthcare Improvement to try to take on the problem of variability in quality and safety in America's hospitals. So what we said is, if we can get enough hospitals involved across the country, we should be able to begin to make a dent on unnecessary mortality in the healthcare system, the most acute form of harm. And we sought to enroll about 1,500 hospitals, and we thought by doing that, we would have a chance at actually avoiding 100,000 incidents of unnecessary mortality. In fact, we enrolled over 3,000 hospitals, and we estimate that that those hospitals together avoided about 120,000 unnecessary deaths over the 18-month period of that first campaign. We asked them to work on introducing best practices associated with infection reduction, medication error reduction, surgical complication reduction, cardiac care. And in doing that and in also adopting a, a number of other worthy national initiatives, we think that together they, they saw that improvement, which we hope represents a real acceleration in the rate of mortality de- decline in the country. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to this special ReachMD Public Policy Healthcare Report on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I'm speaking with our guest, Joe McCannon, Vice President Campaign Manager for the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, about the IHI's new 5 Million Lives campaign. So what were the key improvement goals for the 100,000 campaign, and what have you added for the 5 Million campaign? In the 100,000 Lives campaign, we were focusing our, our efforts in four areas, really. We were looking at infection reduction in the form of reducing central line infections and ventilator-associated pneumonias. We were looking at improving cardiac care by improving care around heart attacks, around AMIs. We were looking at reducing surgical complication in the form of surgical site infections. And we were looking at reducing adverse drug events through a process called medication reconciliation, making sure that medications are reconciled at every transition point in the care process. We also invited hospitals to introduce rapid response teams, essentially early detection teams to look at early patient deterioration before catastrophic cardiac or respiratory events. The interventions in the 5 Million Lives campaign are actually a very natural outgrowth of that group. So where we looked at surgical complication in the first campaign in the form of surgical site infections, now we're expanding to look at all of the elements of the the surgical care improvement project, which is a national project that is driven by the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, by the American Hospital Association, by the American College of Surgeons, by the Joint Commission, uh, the CDC, many others, that looks at a whole suite of, of steps that can be taken to reduce surgical complication. Where in the first campaign, we looked at preventing medication error through medication reconciliation. Now we're looking at high alert medications overall, which we know are responsible for about 60% of all the medication errors in the system. We're looking at anticoagulants, narcotics, sedatives, insulin as major sources of harm. In the first campaign, we looked at infection in the ways that I shared with you. Now we're expanding our focus, not just looking at central line infections and ventilator pneumonias, but looking at methicillin-resistant staph aureus, MRSA infection, which we all know from recent headlines is a major source of, of harm that we can control 
significantly. In the first campaign, we looked at AMIs, heart attacks, and providing reliable care around heart attacks. Now we expand our cardiac focus and are looking at providing reliable care for congestive heart failure. So there's a, a very natural relationship or connection. We are also asking hospitals in the 5 Million Lives campaign to work on preventing pressure ulcers. We know that, again, these are major avoidable sources of harm, and we've seen some systems around the country drive down pressure ulcer incidents by 60 or 70 percent. So there's a lot possible here in terms of making change, and uh, we're encouraging hospitals to really make an investment here and, and to see results that are going to make them feel better about the care that they provide and make a meaningful difference for patient outcomes. I should add that there is an additional campaign intervention, which is non-clinical in the new campaign, in the 5 Million Lives campaign, and that's an intervention to get boards on board, to engage boards of directors in the process of improving quality and safety in the organization. We know if, at a leadership level, the board of directors or the C-suite is engaged in tracking quality and studying it as a top priority for the organization, that that tends to unleash resources and unleash energy towards improvement that wouldn't otherwise be in place in the organization. So how long will it take you to get to 5 million lives in this campaign? We're giving ourselves two years. So the campaign was launched in December of 2006 and will run through December of 2008. And our hope is that if we can engage enough hospitals in that time frame, that we can together avoid uh, 5 million incidents of patient harm over two years, what would be fully one-sixth of the total incidents of harm over a two-year period if you're, again, estimating 15 million incidents of patient harm per year. We think that we also need to enroll over 4,000 hospitals to make a run at that goal. Right now, approaching 3,700 hospitals are involved in this new campaign. How much does it cost a hospital to join, and what does it end up saving them or costing them in the long run? There's no cost at all to hospitals for joining the 5 Million Lives campaign. All of our resources are available for free. There are also local field offices in every state holding meetings and, and creating local learning opportunities. There is a network of what we call mentor hospitals, other successful facilities that they can tap into for coaching and practical advice. All of that is available for free. And this learning network that we're trying to create is something that we hope every hospital in the, the country will take advantage of. Answers should be there. There's no issue or challenge or difficulty that one hospital is facing that has probably not already been faced by another hospital. So we, we really want to take advantage of one another. In terms of the financial implications for hospitals of taking on this work, we have found in many cases that there is a reduction in cost associated with a reduction in the harmful events that we're targeting. So, for instance, if you reduce infections, you will see an associated drop in inpatient days uh, associated with those infections. And especially given changes in reimbursement policies that are forthcoming from major payers like CMS and others, we know that by reducing those inpatient days, there will be an overall reduction in cost to the facility. In most of the most successful organizations that we visit, what we observe is that they assume that improving quality, improving efficiency, improving safety will have a significant impact, will have a, an overall impact on cost, but they don't let that drive their work. They are financially healthy, but their first priority is improving the, the patient care experience, and thereafter what they're typically observing is a positive benefit when it comes to cost as well. So I, I think that while it's hard to isolate the bottom line impact of quality and safety at this stage, there's a, a growing 
set of studies and literature that's leading us to believe that there really is a, a very positive correlation between quality and safety and cost. And of course, that's what you'd expect. It's it's true in every other field and every other industry as well. So what's next for IHI? Well, the Institute is going to focus very intensively here for the next year on the 5 Million Lives campaign. And this is a top priority for us as an organization, making sure that we swing the bat fully, if you will, and take advantage of all of these participating hospitals, create a national learning network where they're learning from one another and accelerating the rate of their improvement, and above all, see changes and outcomes that are very, very meaningful. The word we use is execution. It's one thing to be aware of the problem. It's one thing to nominally sign up to to take on the problem, but it's another thing entirely to make the kind of transformation in an organization that's going to lead not just to, to periodic change, but sustainable change over time. That requires hardwiring systems, foolproofing processes, making sure that the wrong thing can't happen moving forward. We have to find a way to reduce and eliminate the 15 million plus patient harm incidents that happen in our hospitals each year. I want to thank our guest, Joe McCannon, Vice President and Campaign Manager for the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, headquartered in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for sharing with us the IHI's 5 Million Lives campaign designed just to do that. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that repurposes existing treatments for new uses. You've been listening to this special ReachMD Public Policy Healthcare Report on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, where you can find our new on-demand and podcast features that will allow you access to our entire program library. Thank you for listening to ReachMD XM 157 and The Great Debate, a month-long special series and discussion on the future of public health policy in America.